Welcome to Gut Wisdom on WCBS News Radio 880. I'm Deirdre Koppelman, and I'm here tonight with your co host, John Gassman. Hey, JG. Hey, hey. Hello. <laughs> Welcome Saturday night. We're here to talk about topics that will help you in your personal and professional lives. And Gut Wisdom will make you think. It will leave you with real solutions that come from real wisdoms because Gut Wisdom is radio that resonates. Wow, that's profound. Oh, radio like, that resonates. You sound so surprised, JG. So, so what's tonight? The, so, so what's, what's the, the topic? topic? What are we talking about? Exactly. Well, it's graduation season. We could call yes. it open season. And wait until you hear about this. So supposedly, yeah. There's a valedictorian, or su- the person who was supposed to be the valedictorian, valedictorian I at think a university was, right? yeah. on the East Coast. I'm not saying where. So he was supposed to not only graduate, he was supposed to be the commencement speaker. Wow. Do you know what he did? No. He intentionally, last semester, the, the final semester, he failed all of his classes, Oy. and he resigned from the university two weeks before graduation. That's How crazy, crazy is that? So, <laughs> so tonight, what we're talking about is not just that story, but we're going to talk about what what do you do? The, there's there's the dreams about what happens when you graduate versus and, the realities of uh, no job and a lot of student debt. Exactly, and we've yeah. got some wisdoms because we have some experience with this. A lot of stories, personally, right? We yes. both have kids. And, Absolutely, well, you have twice the amount that I do. So catch up, <laughs> catch up. I think it's a little bit too late for that. <laughs> However. We have a lot of wisdoms to share with those that are out there, that are getting out there, because you know what? You have these ideals, and then you know you're smart, you know you're talented, and it's you're, this this pressure to feel like you have to know what you want to do. Yeah. And all, all the relatives, you know, the aunts, the grandmas with the lipstick saying, so where will you be working? What will you be doing? And it's, it's, uh, it's annoying. So when we come back, that's what we're talking about. Gut Wisdom on WCBS News Radio 880. WCBS. Delays of two hours plus. With drive time traffic every five minutes, live from Chopper 880. We're just getting the first look here. Plus all the latest news. Several buildings have been evacuated. WCBS News Radio 880. Welcome back, everybody. And if you're just tuning in. You're just tuning in. You're listening to Gut Wisdom, radio that resonates on WCBS. I was supposed to kick this part off, but that's okay, Deirdre. I'm glad you're laughing and I'm finding this very Saturday funny. I'm glad it's Saturday night, and uh, yeah, I'm, maybe I need the donuts for sugar. I thought I was bringing us back. Hello, JG. Hello, listeners. It's Gut Wisdom. Yeah. How are you? Life is good. Life is good. And we have some interesting stories tonight because, you know, this is graduation season, mm-hmm. and everybody's excited. Their kids are graduating. Grandchildren are graduating. And we read this very interesting article. It was on LinkedIn. Yes, you remember it this? Was. I sure do. It was a letter. A- yeah, a letter to you from the ex valedictorian of the University of Maryland. Well, right? he he made himself the ex valedictorian. Yeah, and I don't know if this is true or not. However, it it, it is so interesting. Here he very is ins- going. Go ahead. Sorry. Very insightful, <laughs> and. You know, picture the the excitement around graduation. We just had a graduation, right, for my daughter. Sure. This year, your four kids, nobody graduated any place, right? Not that I can remember. Yeah. So we had a graduation, <laughs> and the anticipation for, for all of us, the her sibling and her parents and the grandparents and the aunts and the uncles, uh-huh. it was this, you know, you made it, you made it, you made it. And pomp and circumstance, pomp, right? Yes. I have, I cry every time <laughs> I hear pomp and circumstance. And actually, that may have been the last time I hear pomp and circumstance because my kids have graduated. So this person, this yes. guy, going to a prestigious university. Yeah. 
picture this in in Mar- oh, mm? It's in Maryland. That's yeah, okay. All right. It's a great it's school. It's in Maryland. There's there's many prestigious universities in Maryland. <laughs> so he was slated. He he was the valedictorian. Yeah. And was scheduled to actually do the commencement speech. Mm-hmm. He was the guy standing up in front of the class. Yeah. He decided intentionally, without telling anybody, mm. the last semester of school, which pretty much just finished. He failed intentionally all of his classes. And then two weeks before, two weeks before graduation, yep. he dropped out. What a crazy story. And then, I know, and then he wrote a letter to his parents. Can I read a little bit? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Okay, so it goes something like this. Dear mom and dad, I finally found my destiny this semester in college. I have finally understood how leadership, happiness, and fearlessness actually work together. You see, leadership is very simple. All you need to have is a lot of confidence and a lot of empathy, and both at the same time. Mm. You need empathy, right? I mean, do we not talk about this? All the time. I I was reading this, I'm like, really? Uh, You need empathy to understand other people's perspectives, emotions, their wants, their desires, so that you can lead them and help them achieve their goals. You make yourself happy and you make everyone around you happy. You can't have confidence without emotional intelligence or emotional intelligence without confidence. You need Mm. both. So this is how the letter begins. It caught my attention because as you know, what, what, so much of gut wisdom is about emotional intelligence. Absolutely. Empathy, confidence, leadership skills. Yes. And I'm thinking, this guy I want to talk to him, sure, but 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 there'll be more. So there are challenges around graduation as well. Not only can you and have some people just dropped out. Yeah. What about every, you know a good portion of people that you know they're not really sure after four years what it is that they want to do. Yeah, they haven't found their passion. And exactly, and the pressure from the family and friends. Did you get a job? Where are you working? Where are you working? What are you going to do? Where are you going to live? <laughs> yeah. Um, and all of a sudden it's like this, it's almost as if there's this journey that you have no, it's it's this written journey. Mm-hmm. You go to high school. Right. You must go to college. And everybody goes sort of through that, that you know. Routine. The routine and sure. studying for all the standardized tests and yeah. to get into the colleges and then you get into the college and those four years are supposed to be experimental. Sure. That's where you're supposed to explore. And yet you are, unfortunately, you're forced to pick a major. Not really knowing whether or not that's what you want. Who knows? At that age, there were very few. I mean, as you know, my oldest daughter, she even, even she was, I would say she had direction when she first started. She started out and declared her major. It was going to be whatever. And she changed her major three or four times. Um, but there are some people that can't even pick a major. Right. And you're forced to do it. At sure. some point, some schools, I think with my youngest, she had to choose after her second her second year. But the point is, is that we put this pressure sure. without giving them the opportunity. And then they come out. And what happens? No job. No job. Huge amounts of student debt for for some and for many, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. What else? And they really don't have direction. You know, and we always say, you know, the world is your oyster. Yes. But meanwhile, they have no income and, you know, back to mom and dad's house to live. On the couch. <laughs> totally. On the couch. And it's interesting because I, I will make a prediction. Mm. I really think that 
academia as it is today, colleges, universities, the four-year programs, it's going to change. Oh, sure. It there 100%. will be. You know, we talk about disruption in any industry. How yeah. Uber disrupted yeah, the taxi right industry, and disruption can be good. Yeah, as long as it's not you know. You know drunk. the you know, and I've I've made this argument hundreds of times. I can't believe that we have to pay for education for college in the, in today's day and age. And and, and mm-hmm. on top of all of that. Uh, you know, how much stuff, you know, just to digress for one second, how much stuff have you learned on your own? Doing your own research, going to YouTube, Google today. Well, here, here's a very, well, you bring up a good point. I put myself through college. Sure. And I did incur debt mm-hmm. and I had a 10 year plan to, you know, pay it out. Yes. The, I also worked 30 hours a week while I was going to school full time from the time I started college. So when I came out of college, I did have a job. I did have debt because I was an independent student, but I had worked um, throughout college and was hired before I graduated. You know, I I had some assurance there. It's very different now, um, but what I was saying before in terms of disruption, the amount of money that is being spent and, and charged, obviously. Sure. And the career services that are offered. It's, it's another challenge. It's antiquated. You yeah. go to career services, what are they really helping you with? I mean, we've well, done we've done mock interviews. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. And you sit and you sit with a small group of people. JG and I have done this. And you know, we're interviewing, in this case, I, I recall the law school uh, interviews. And you're sitting there and you say, okay, so. Right. So, pic- so picture this. Yeah. Here we are. We have a student in front of us, mm-hmm. right, trying to apply for a job. Correct. Right? So it's a so mock they, interview. It's a mock interview. Mm-hmm. We have a resume. With, there's a, a table chair. They're on the other side. And we're challenging them to interview. Well, sure. And, and here's here's just the be- here's the first <laughs> challenge. Here's the first <laughs> challenge. Sit down, like in any other interview. Hi, how are you? I'm so-and-so. I'm Deirdre. Tell me a little bit about yourself. And I... 80, 80%. They stand up, they sit, you know, really all of a sudden straight up in their chair and, yeah. well, I went to XYZ college and I've been on this team and I studied studied bioengineering. Mm-hmm. And I have a 3.85 yes, GPA yes, yes, right? and I so, volunteered so, so reading I, their, almost like reading their resume. It, well, exactly. <laughs> so I look at them and I'm like, that's great because everything that you just told me is on this piece of paper. Yeah. And thank you. Let's turn that piece of paper over. Now let's start again. Tell me about yourself. Who are you? Yeah. And they can't. So career services is not helping them, uh, the kids in the colleges anyway, understand more about who they are. They're learning a specific core curriculum, if you will, which is great and that's wonderful. I mean, I, I have a daughter, she, the poor kid struggled through calculus. I don't know that she's ever going to need calculus, but you know what she needed? Confidence. Sure. She didn't need calculus. They don't really train. In in college, they're not training them for real life experience. They're not helping them understand what an employer is going to look at. What does an employer really want? Mm-hmm. You know, what are they asking for? Mm-hmm. And that's, that's a challenge with college just in general. 
Unless unless you know specifically you're going into a particular job or profession. You're going to study accounting because you want to be an accountant, or you're going into law because you want to be an attorney, or medicine because you want to be a doctor. And realistically, those percentages are small. Oh, they're... they're Yes, they're small. So you're 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 put into this path of this is what you have to do because this is how it's done. Right. And it's not working. The odds are stacked. It's getting it's getting worse. Yes. At the end of the day, you're graduating or maybe if you're a listener and you know somebody who's just graduated or or is going to be in the next couple of weeks. There's a lot of pressure because they're smart. There's no question this is a smarter generation. That's great. Technology has helped with that. We've talked about that. Yes. However, they are not the only smart kids. I mean, you know, when I went to college, I, mean, I was the first of six kids that went to college. Mm-hmm. That was not that long ago. I don't want to think about that. 40 years ago. No, it wasn't 40 <laughs> years ago. Well, maybe actually it was close to that. Shut up, JJ. Um, so the point is, though, so you come out and you're smart and you're capable, but so is everybody else. Right. How do you stand out? How do you stand out? And, right. and especially uh, with no job experience, because a lot of the students today, unlike yourself, that work part time throughout you know, your time at college, mm-hmm. many don't have any job-related experiences or skills that they know of uh-huh. and know how to market. So how do they sort of present themselves on a piece of paper? Yeah, well, when we come back, we're going to get into that. The funny thing is my youngest daughter, who was in the School of Hospitality uh, for four, uh, well, two of four years when she had to finally declare her major. Sure. And she interned at the Ritz-Carlton, the best in class of service and events and all kinds of things in hospitality at a $250,000 price ticket with plenty of student debt, graduated a year ago uh, this time, and only 93 kids in her graduating class out of this huge university, world-renowned for hospitality, right? Boston University. Mm, great school. Marquee name. What do you think happened the minute she graduated? I don't know what I want to do when I grow up. Worse than that. (laughs) I do not want to be in hospitality. I do not want a traditional job. I do not want to work nine to five. I don't know what I want to do. I want to take a year off. That's crazy. Four years. I'm still recovering. (laughs) And so she had worked in this, quote, field that she was majoring in, right. had work experience, but then learned, hey, you know what? I don't want to do this. I'm not passionate about and it. And then what do you do? Exactly. Exactly. So Stay tuned for that well, discussion. Well, we're, we're almost there. We're almost there. <laughs> and this, this valedictorian, by the way, I just want to share another thing with you. He, and I quote, I've uh-huh. learned that there are only two real emotions in life, love and anger. Life is not as complicated as people make it out to be as long as you're not lazy. Life is actually very simple. We are always mentally either at peace or war. Interesting. Yes. So you could see this is a deep thinker. Clearly he was going to be the valedictorian. But this letter that he writes when he resigned from the university two weeks before graduating He's more on the entrepreneurial path. He doesn't want to be boxed in, and that's this generation. More on that when we come back. You're listening to Gut Wisdom on WCBS News Radio 880. Stay tuned. 
More drive time traffic. A collision approaching the Tappan Zee Bridge. More often. Triborough Bridge is the problem. Weekday mornings and afternoons on WCBS 880. You're never more than five minutes away from the latest traffic news. A lot of volume across the upper level now at the uh, GWB. When you need to know, we've got you covered. Inbound Midtown Tunnel, there's a stall past the toll. Traffic and weather together, plus the new bridge and tunnel update. Only on New York's traffic station. WCBS News Radio 880. Hey everybody, welcome back. You're listening to Gut Wisdom, radio that resonates on WCBS. I am JG, Jonathan Gassman, along with the host, Deirdre Cobham. Say hi. Hi. We are having a great time tonight. We've been chatting about, you know, this time of the year, graduation, you know, dreams versus realities. And how many of us know kids, students that are graduating and don't know what the heck they want to do with their lives? You know, find work, find a job, in debt, no clue. No clue, but yet so much pressure. Yeah. And you know what? They're not the only ones. Let me add this. They're not the only ones that are under pressure. Look at a lot of the companies that we work with, a lot of the C-level executives, the owners, the bosses. They also have the same challenges. What are they going to do? How do they deal with certain realities? And we're involved with an organization called Vistage, V-I-S-T-A-G-E, wonderful organization. It's a CEO to CEO peer network group where you get to come. As, a, as an owner of a business or a C-level executive, and you get to uh, meet with other executives from different industries and share your challenges, trials, tribulations that you're going through, and seek advice, counsel, and perspective on what to do, you know, how to get to the next level. It's an incredible organization, and they've given us the opportunity to invite some business owners to their upcoming event. Ooh, tell us. So Vistage has an event on June 21st at BNY Mellon Wealth Management, and you're invited as guests of of ours to this Vistage event, you know, because if you want to optimize your business, enhance your leadership, turn inspiration into action, it's a great event. It's free. Sign up, www.vistage, V-I-S-T-A-G-E.com forward slash WCBS 880, and uh, you'll be glad you went. Yeah, and again, no cost to attend, and this is for CEOs and business owners with $1 million of revenue or more. That's the ideal candidate. It is. For for Vistage. Yeah. So, you know, it is lonely, and, you know, for our graduates, the same thing. It's lonely. They don't know how to figure out what they want to do with their lives, where they want to work, what they're passionate about, what excites them, what's going to fuel their career. You know, the days of working for one company for 30, 40 years and then retiring and collecting a defined benefit pension plan. Those days are long gone. And the young adults today, they may work for five or six or 10 companies. Even I didn't work before I started my own business. I worked for, in 17 years, at probably seven companies. Yeah. And so, yes. And you were trying to figure out what you wanted to do. You did. You had different jobs, different responsibilities, and you worked your way up the company. I have to think about that. I think I knew what I wanted to do, sort of. Uh, I'm not really sure I knew really what I wanted to do. I didn't know what I wanted to do until I knew what I wanted to do, which was start my own business. Right. And before <laughs> we were talking about your daughter, who went into the School of Hospitality, great college, right? Amazing university. Here she is. She graduates. And she's like, you know what? I don't want to stay in this career. It's not what I really want to do for the rest of my life. And that's the problem, that college really doesn't help you figure out what you're great at, what your passion is, uh, unless, again, you know you, you know 
what you want to do as a profession. And I find people that go into accounting or law or medicine, they have a pretty good idea. Like I have a daughter. She knows she wants to be a nurse. So she's at University of Tennessee studying nursing. But you have four kids. And right. That's Noah, one out of four. Right. And I was just about to say, Noah, on the other hand, you know, he's a freshman at University of Michigan. He has no clue yeah. what he wants to do. Is it law? Is it medicine? Is it something else? He has no idea yet because he's still trying to find himself. And you also have a, gr- um, I have a graduate. Yes. Who's who going back to school, mm-hmm. figuring out what she wants to do. She's got an idea. You know, but the, the the point is they graduate, they have no jobs, a lot of student debt, they have no career skills because many of them have not worked while they were at school and they need to find, you know, what they're interested in doing. So how so, do we help them do that? I was trying to get to, I was like, okay, JG, we know, we know the problem. It's a universal dilemma. Well... There's a lot of different things they can do. And as you know, what some of the things that we do to help those that are even not yet graduated, but it's graduation season, first thing is self-awareness. We've talked about this self-awareness concept with business owners, with leadership teams. Yes. Self-awareness the the starts as soon as it can. Sure. The younger you are and the more you know about yourself you're going to get somewhere faster. Now, how do you do that? Good question. Right. Well, we do it. We do it through assessments. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just one of the ways. Yeah, right? that's, that's one of the ways yep. to help. It, it does a couple of things. So we use one, two, about three different assessments. Mm-hmm. And yes, some are personality related. Others are not. Uh, but what it does is two things. It gives the student and or graduate the words, the vocabulary, so that they can articulate. When somebody asks them, tell me a little bit about yourself, that individual is not reciting what's on their resume or what they did in college. They're able to actually say, well, I'm the type of person who really excels at being creative and I'm, that's something that I have shown in the following ways. So not everybody knows how to articulate who they are, what they like. Maybe there's sometimes there's fear around that. Right. And with these students that graduate, especially the ones that don't have, um, you know, immediate job experience, Mm -hmm. they don't know what their skills are. And that's the value in some of these assessments assessments. Mm -hmm. is that they can quickly identify what they're passionate about, what they love, what they're unique at, what makes them tick. And what doesn't. Exactly. More importantly, and what doesn't, because we, you know, we, and I say that collectively, will spend a lot of time trying a lot of different things until we figure out what we do like, right? Yeah. We leave everything that we don't like. Right. This wasn't good, change my job. This wasn't good, change my job. Sure. Right. So, in addition to assessments, you know, working on, I would say, confidence. You can't just go along with confidence because you have a college grad, you know, you, you have a degree. Is that really what gives somebody confidence? What do you think? I'm not sure. That that's a. I never thought about the question. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think if you know what you're good at, that definitely gives you some confidence. So Correct. knowing what you're good at, what you're passionate about will help drive the confidence. Knowing what you're not good at teaches you what to stay away from. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when you talk about confidence, just think about it. How many times do we interview? And think about this for yourselves as as you're driving and you're listening. 
How often have you been on an interview or whether you're interviewing someone or you're being interviewed, you know there are certain things you just don't like to do, right? Absolutely. But that's, the, you know, the, if you're older, yes. And I would say even if you're just graduating, I'm sure you've figured out at some point there's some things I really don't like, but not entirely. You, you It starts with that self-awareness and confidence. And that's, you get the confidence from self-awareness and experience, of course, you know, if you're if you're somebody who's had experience and you've been working for all these years, that's great. But if you if you haven't or you're still unsure, how do you get the confidence? Because when you show up for a job interview or even show up in this is the direction I want to go in. Yeah. You need to be confident. That comes from self-awareness. Yeah. So we do that. And from an employer's standpoint, they want to see confidence. They want to see a number of things. Not a- that, confidence, that, but not arrogance. A hundred percent. I agree. You know, we we work with those those people too. And and you know what? We work with those people and I'll throw this out as an offer. For those of you that are either students that are listening and you're coming to a point where you're looking to gr- where you're going to graduate or parents where you have kids that have graduated and you're just trying to figure out how to help them mm-hmm. find that next step in life. Maybe you're trying to get them out of the house, but you know, I, you're, I, you're, I you're trying a, to help them. You know, we do career coaching. And I it's knew where this was going. You're you going to give know. out my email address, and what are we what are we offering? I don't know. Whatever you want to offer, uh, I would say at least a thirty minute consultation. Right? I think we should throw in assessments. Okay, whatever you want. Let's throw in the three assessments that we use. Okay. And we'll offer that to how many first graduates? First three callers. First three call, first three emailers. Okay, emailers. Yeah. Email me at dk at gutwisdom, G-U-T-W-I-Z-D-O-M.com. And the first three that email me, um, I'll put you through the process. I'll give you the three assessments and we'll sit down and, and we'll help. Yeah. We've run boot camps, and uh, it's fascinating to see the lights How go awesome. on, right? You watch your eyes light up and say, oh, my gosh, yeah, that's so me. Now I understand yeah. how I tick. Yeah. You know what's big, and I, we were saying this uh, in the earlier segment, these gap years that people are taking. Yeah. Very big. This is a disruption, and, and it will affect a lot of different areas. So a gap year, for those of you who don't know, is... I, I just graduated and I'm taking a year off to go to another country where I can travel and maybe teach English as a second language, but mm. I will get to experience another culture. It's big and it is growing, yes. growing. Teach for America is a, is also a big sort of, I'll do this as a gap year. Not a bad idea. It's it's real life. Yes. It gets you out there. Maybe experiencing other cultures is not such a bad thing. Yeah. Um, some parents think it's a stall. Yep. I thought it was a stall. Carly wanted to go to Australia for a year. She went and got her, her visa to work there, and she was telling me she has a, an ability to work for 10 hours a week. I said, uh-huh. <laughs> and that's great, because you know what? They learn skills. <laughs> no, no, they no, gain no. job experience. But they it has to learn be right. To, right, and they learn how to live on their own, be independent. Yeah. Otherwise, that's the value of that. Otherwise, they're on your couch. Oh, I don't want them on my couch. Get them out of the house. <laughs> well, you have four running around. on, And, and so it's graduation season. We've yes. got that valedictorian back in Maryland. Yes. And he spoke about, he didn't speak because he quit school. Just ev- but, everybody knows. He quit two weeks before uh, graduation. And he was talking about empathy, 
and confidence and happiness and, and things that, and fear, right? So here's what he had to say about fear. What is fear? Fear doesn't make any sense to me. It's not an emotion. You can't feel it. It's all in your head. If it's in your head, that means you can completely block it out and literally be fearless if you want to. What are you afraid of? Are you afraid of other human beings? What does that even mean? Yeah. Why would you fear someone of your own species? You know, so this kid, life is a collaboration, not a competition. You can see where he was valedict- going on his way to be valedictorian. We and think. We think. We didn't verify all the facts right. yet. Right, right. But you know what? He, he's setting an example of, I believe, what the trend is. I believe the trend coming is schools will be changing their MO. Yes. This forcing of you must choose a major, take all of these classes in a specific yeah. genre, so to speak, to yep. fit that major, accumulate student debt while you're doing that. Sure. Not learn life skills, and meaning more about yourself, which would help you be more articulate, more confident. That's all going to change. It has to. Yes. Because it's not working. Yeah. You're, I'm in, I'm you're in looking very thoughtful, JJ. I think you're right on the money. So what can people do? They can call you, obviously, for mm-hmm. career coaching. Yes. And I think they have to look at really starting earlier than six months before they graduate, trying to figure out what they want to do when they grow up or where to get a job. Just like they How so? spent a lot of time and money in studying for SAT prep and mm-hmm. tutoring to get into these fine institutions, they really have to start a lot earlier, maybe in their sophomore, junior year, figuring out what what really interests them. And as you said... Well, they, how do they do that, though? By finding internships? Is, is that the road I you was mean? just about to say, they have to get life experience. And life experience means maybe part of the semester is working mandatory work-study programs where they have to work in an office, try different things, see what really resonates with them, what doesn't resonate with them. That may be one thing. Mm-hmm. I would say another is, which I've always liked, is networking, you know, getting out there, speaking to college alumni, you know, trying to figure out where I fit in the world, mm-hmm. you know, what's going to make a difference for me. Find, what's so fit. finding a mentor. Mentor is a great one. Yes. You're, you're an amazing mentor. I've watched you uh, help a lot of people, not just graduates. I know. Thank a a you. lot of career transitioners as well. Thank you. It's important to me. It's important because I think it's, it's unfair. It's an unfair expectation that we should think that everybody should know what they want to do. And by the way, even when you choose what you want to do, you can change it. Your feet are not in cement. I'm, I'm not. not a, what is that? You're not a tree? You can move? You're not a tree you can move, but you need the resources, the the ability to understand how to do that. Yes. And that's not easily available to to people. So again, I throw out there, if you're looking for career coaching or guidance or counseling, email us, DK at Gut Wisdom. We have a lot of thoughts, a lot of ideas, and we're willing to help you figure out what you can do and what you want to be. And who you are. What do you bring to the table? That's what an employer wants to know. But let's talk about that when we come back. Okay, great idea. You're listening to Gut Wisdom. Radio that resonates.
Introducing Play.it, a podcast network like no other. At Play.it, you can hear your favorite WCBS features on demand. In the WCBS Eye on Politics. I'm Pat Farnack with the WCBS Health and Wellbeing Report. I'm Steve Greenberg talking about your next job. Hear those and more from WCBS when you need it. Plus, great content from other CBS stations. For the best in news, sports, business, and tips for your lifestyle, go to Play.it today. Welcome back, everyone. If you're tuning in for the first time, this is Gut Wisdom Radio that resonates. I'm John Gassman, along with your host, Deirdre Koppelman. She is making funny faces. And you're doing... JG. You're JG. Yes, I'm JG. John Gassman. John Gassman is JG. Hello. You know, as my nieces and nephew would say, Uncle Jay. Okay. I'm Uncle Jay. We can call you Uncle Jay. G. So tonight we've been talking about a really hot topic and it, because it's graduation season, dreams versus realities, what really happens when you graduate. So that's been <laughs> and the And what to- doesn't. And what the <laughs> a job. No job, no assets, no income. That's the problem that most of them face. The couch. And they don't really have uh, a place to turn. So consider us a resource. And by the way, let me just also mention, for those of you that are turning tuning in for the first time, if you want to listen to prior episodes, you know, we are on iTunes, we're on Play.it. You can go to our website, gutwisdomwithaz.com, mm-hmm. and uh, download. Um, and by the way, send us emails. We respond to every email. We appreciate the feedback. And if... You have a really amazing story, something that resonates. We love that word, resonates. You may even be on the show, and we've had plenty of people write in and, and get on the show, right? Uh, yes, and we've developed wonderful relationships with those people yes. as well, which is so nice. Very much. So let's get back to yeah. the topic of tonight, which is graduation, the graduation graduates. dilemma. The graduates. Yeah. Yes, the graduating. The gradually, we are going to end up and we don't want to on uh, probably a parent's couch. Yeah. So we're talking about what are employers looking for? Exactly. And that's a key thing we want you to know because yes. I don't so know. So what is it that they are looking for for from recent graduates? Well, I can tell you it's not necessarily how good they are calculus. Certainly con- <laughs> certainly confidence, uh, the ability to communicate. <laughs> It's getting tougher out there to do that, but you have to be able to communicate with people around you. Verbally and also have good writing skills. And non-verbally, definitely. Uh, yeah. uh, they want to see that you can make decisions, that you can plan, that you're a good planner, you can organize your work, that you are a good listener. Listening is half of communication. Yes. If you're not a good listener or you don't take direction well... Oy. No employer wants, here's the, here's the deal. <laughs> you show up, you don't have a lot of experience. You want a job, you want to get paid. We got that. That's, I love that's, that. That's the formula, right? Okay. I need a job, I need money so I don't have to live with my parents. You hire me. Yes. Well, if I hire you, there are these expectations, one of which is definitely that you're a good listener because you're, you're smart like every one of your peers. You went to a great school. You worked hard. You got great grades. But you have to differentiate yourself. You have to differentiate. And one way to do that as an employer, you have to be a good listener, want to take good direction, ask a lot of questions. Not to the point where like you're annoying the person next to you like constantly, but ask questions. Be there to learn. Put in a little extra time. One of my favorite things that you have shared with listeners as well as in the mock interviews is to ask the question, meaning the person who's seeking the job, the job applicant, for them to ask more questions about the work that they will be doing 
and to understand if they really have good self-awareness mm-hmm. to ask the questions that they about things they don't like to do. Am I going to be doing this? Well, that, are that's these key. things that are yeah. I'm going to be because that will quickly help them identify whether this is a job that they're interested in. Well, it's helpful to both, yes. right? It's helpful to them because hopefully it prevents them from getting into a position that is wrong for them, that they'll end up leaving shortly and then they'll be in the same boat looking for a job to get off of the parent's couch or get out and on their own. And it also creates an issue for the employers because the better questions the candidate asks, absolutely, then the employer will be in better shape because then they're not going to have a lot of turnover. And we train so many uh, job applicants and interviewers, you know, in terms of the questions that they should ask, what they shouldn't ask, of course, mm-hmm. but really help identifying, you know, and listen, mm-hmm. you know, to what's not being said sometimes. And it's customized to each person because we're all different. And yes. the assessments that I was talking about before, we give graduates and soon to be graduates three different assessments. It helps them gain that self awareness, gain that confidence be very specific and able to ask very specific questions that are relevant to them yes. when they're on an interview. And uh, that helps cut out a lot of uh, a lot of nonsense. So what are some of the other things or areas that uh, employers are specifically looking for uh, in new job applicants, the job applicants that really don't have tremendous work experience or job skills? Leadership skills. <laughs> Leadership skills? But what have they done? How could they have leadership skills if they're just oh, come graduating? On, JJ. You can look at a playground and look at kids who have leadership skills, those that have empathy, those that are self-aware, those that can mm. communicate, those that listen, those that care, they're compassionate, they want to help, they ask great questions, um, they empower others. I mean, I've seen that behavior in toddlers. Yeah. That's what employers are looking for. I don't know. Some schools now are having, uh, they do have some leadership classes. We have a leadership academy. Yes. Um, That's a 10 course module. It's not too difficult. We make you practice. We make you look at your, how how you communicate (laughs) verbally, how you show up non-verbally, more importantly, how to listen, how to raise your levels of empathy, uh, be more emotionally intelligent, raise that level. Employers above all else, it's great that you're smart, but they're looking for leadership skills. What are some of the things, as we see these new graduates applying for positions inside of companies, what are some of the mistakes that they're making? Do you have any concepts or, or, or can sure. you share something? Sure. I have some insight into that because you know we review quite a bit. How many did you review for that one company? Oh, God. Hundreds. Hundreds in, in wasn't a it like forty five thousand? No, like oh oh oh, how many resumes? Oh, that's yeah. true. No, it was over fifty. I think it was over fifty two thousand resumes that came in over the course of a year. One year, fifty two thousand resumes. Yeah, it's a little we scary. At. Yeah, but here's what you I see by doing that. By doing that, you get to see patterns, and you get yes. to see you know, there's only two or three different types of I would say versions of resumes that most people you know it's that chronological this is where i've been everybody is scared to out of their minds i don't want to make my resume more than one page that's what they told me in school (laughs) no 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 no. it's like no that resume is your marketing piece if it if it needs to be more than a page that's okay but if you think about it as your marketing piece that top third of that piece of paper has to be super compelling yeah and it can't just be 
with the education on top, see that a lot. You know, people graduating, it's this sort of structure of the the everyday resume, I call it. Your education comes first. That's great. I'm glad that's the most prominent thing. If the most prominent thing you want to show an employer yeah. is where you went to school, you need to think twice. Yeah, I agree. And do we have any tips or tricks that we could share with them? How about a free resource? Yeah, why don't you tell them? Yeah, we have, we, um, have a, we have a few free resources. Yeah, if you go to the gut, no, no, actually go to the My Success platform. Yes. MySuccessPlatform.com, you will see right on top, it says free resources. And I think we put up recently three of them. Yes. Top 10 resume rules, mm -hmm. you know, and that could be very helpful for those of you that are just getting out. Mm -hmm. How do I do this? In the real world, forget career services, what they taught you in college. This is about reality. Yes. That's one. Number two is I always have people ask the questions, do I really need a cover letter? Right. You know, how important is a cover letter? Oh, cover letter is is probably more important sometimes than the resume. So, um, you know, I think they go hand in hand. They're partners. They do. they do. So take a look at that pure, raw, and real cover letter guidelines. And the last one is top 14 interview success strategies. Yes. These are things that we have developed inside of our company and for other companies. These are the tips, the tricks, the tools, and the resources that are free for you. Yeah. And take advantage of it. And if you don't remember the name of my success platform, you can email me at dk at gutwisdom, G-U-T-W-I-Z-D-O-M.com. Happy to forward you the PDF and uh, and give it as a gift. <laughs> give it as a gift to someone that you know is graduating You know, in the next couple of weeks or just graduated. I mean, I won't say don't give a check along with this gift, but <laughs> it's a real gift it because is. they're not getting it this is. at school. Very much. You know, and, and going back to what you were saying before, JG, things that I see. So when you start with your education, that's like, please don't do that. Okay, I don't really care where you went to school. Tell me what you did, but tell me who you are. Tell me who you are. Make that top third of your resume so interesting about you that tells me that you know what you're bringing to the table other than your good grades and other than your good school. What are you bringing to the table? Because after at the end of the day, I'm going to as the employer, what am I doing? I'm taking a risk on you. You yeah. want me to pay you? You don't know anything. I've. You're smart. You'll learn. That's great. Who are you? Find out those questions. You know the answers to those questions, and make sure you can bring that in that top third. Make that resume the most compelling. Then I don't care how long your resume is. If you've got good stuff, I mean, don't fill it with garbage. But you know, if you've got good stuff to say about yourself, and you've had, you have some experience, I wouldn't limit it to one page. I certainly wouldn't make it, you know, a, a novella. But there's nothing wrong with it. It doesn't have to be one page. These Could, these absolutes we have to get rid of. You've done so many mock interviews. Yes. Um, what about dress attire? You know, we've, oh. we've gotten to a point now, uh, you know, people show up to uh, interviews very laissez-faire, casual. casual. Mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, I wouldn't say jeans and their shirt tails sticking out, but uh, there's something... <sighs> that's to be desired I, uh, a lot of it i won't say a lot of it and you're right some of it is industry if yes. you're if you're going to be working in a you know a law firm or a an accounting firm you've got to dress professionally it's not it's not casual if you're working in media as my daughter carly is i mean carly shows up in jeans and leggings every single day to work and that is just the way it goes and that's the way it is so what you don't want to do is want to be there and think that you need to dress or be somebody else you should try to just be yourself however that being said i'd keep the piercing sort of under you know under wraps 
Yeah, that those are things that that I would say. But that's in those that's in those free uh, free hand, free handouts. I understand. Yeah. So what right. else you got? Who me? Yeah. You always have so many wisdoms. Oh, you know, and you I, like helping these young people out. I love it. You love. Mentoring. I relate to them. I relate yeah. to them. Auntie D. Yeah, you know, I'd say yeah. At the end, of, you must do what you can to shut out the expectations that everybody else has of you. I know that there are other people that also know, and you, the graduate, knows. There's no way that all of you know exactly what it is that you want to do for the rest of your life. And I'm here and JG is here to tell you, you don't need to. You do have to earn money. And it's a hundred, and you know what? It's a hundred percent okay not to have a job lined up when you graduate. So I was Uh, on the plane, you're right. And I was on a plane coming back from the West Coast from a client, sat next to a great, great guy. His name is Jeff and we'll have him on the show. His kids go to Dalton. You know what the rule of thumb is there? Rule of thumb is I have no idea. Work in an ice cream store. Mm. Employers like that. Yes. Do you know why? Customer service. Customer service, empathy, good communication skills. Listening, sure. Listening. Take, how to take and the it's order, real life. How to deliver it. It's yeah. real. It's real. It's not I went off to South America and I volunteered in the forests and I helped poor indigenous, uh, I can't even say the word. Indigenous. Indigenous animals, <laughs> right? That's nice. That's not going to do it. Get a real job. Go work in an ice cream store. Yeah. Do the hard work. Mop, Different Mop the floors. Mop the floors. Get those leadership skills. Remember, that's what employers are hiring for. That's That was my last what I had to say, JJ. Well, it's always wonderful being with you on a Saturday night here at WCBS <laughs> sure. Studios. We've shared a lot of wisdoms tonight. A lot of great ideas. Our blog will come out on Monday and there'll even be more wisdoms in there. So follow us, like us on social media, share with us your feedback. And again, if you have, if you know someone who's graduating and having a bit of a challenge trying to figure out what they want to do with their life, with their career, we are here to help support you and your family, helping them figure it out. You're so good, JG. On that note, we'll be back next Saturday night. You've been listening to Gut Wisdom. Have an amazing Saturday night.